Welcome into The Drive with A.D. and Raph. Former Husker football national champion, speaker, and author, Aaron Davis. Nebraska will win the national championship. The Cornhuskers beat Miami. It is history, 13-0, and bring that trophy back to Lincoln. Former Arena Football League quarterback, former head coach of the Capital City Crush, and guru of Husker football history, Chris Rath. 25 straight wins for the Cornhuskers. One of the most dominating stretches in college football history. We may have seen one of the best teams in the history of college football tonight. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, everybody, we are back again. This is The Drive on 93.7 The Ticket. It is Monday, and we have ourselves some guests, AD. I believe it was Chase B who uh, messaged me on Saturday night, and he said, we need to talk some Lincoln Stars on this show. And I said, Chase B, we're going to make this happen. And (laughs) lo and behold, we've got head coach Rocky Russo with us this morning and star forward Mason Marcellus. Marcellus, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Like, yes. There's a jazz uh, uh, performer named Winston Marcellus, man. That's a good name, brother. <laughs> Coach Mason, congrats to you guys, man. Thank, thank you, you very yeah, much. Playoff time. Tell how how you guys feeling this morning about it, man? Uh, I mean, excited. Uh, obviously, that's the first goal is uh, making it to the playoffs. But, I mean, we're always hungry and we want more. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, I, I, I'm checking the statistics, and I see that we are – Three points behind, oh, what, not far, is Fargo one or? Fargo's Far, one. Fargo's one, Waterloo's two. Yeah. So you're three behind Waterloo. And I see that there's a game coming up, or two games two against games. Waterloo coming up. So I want to buy. I believe the first two teams get buys. Yeah. Hmm. So that's what I'm thinking. How about you guys? We want that buy. Uh, there's no question about it. You, you get a little extra rest. The, the playoffs schedule in the USHL is um, – I'm not a big fan of it, to be to be hmm. blunt. Uh, you know, we played last year, Friday, Saturday, took Sunday off, and, and all of a sudden we're round one starting on Monday. Oh, and, wow. And uh, there's not enough time to to rest and, and prepare, and, and so that buy is a, a big advantage if you can get it. Um, you know, Waterloo comes in this weekend, and uh, and those are four big points and could really swing the uh, – the standings, but but we've got a really important game with Tri City on Wednesday morning. Actually, eleven o'clock. We've got a oh, wow. uh, they call now, it a who's STEM game. That one? Well, it's a school day game. Oh, so they so they bring out the kids. Yes. Oh, yes. So, oh, that'll be awesome. So it'll it'll be sold out. It, it'll just be a bunch of screaming ten year olds and not our, <laughs> our typical fan base. But uh, I'm sure we're gonna have some fans that uh, mysteriously get sick on on uh, Wednesday and oh, can't yeah. make it to work. Oh yeah. Uh, because that's a huge game, and they're actually right behind us. They're two points behind us mm. with the game in hand. So um, the the division is very tight. Fargo lost three games this weekend to Tri-City in Tri-City. Oh, wow. So the top four in, in the Western Conference is uh, is going to be a, an absolute barn burner down the stretch. Mm-hmm. You guys, uh, Mason, you you're mentioned you're 20 years old. Yep. Tell us about your background, man. I know you're from Canada, but tell, tell me kind of your background. When you started playing hockey – uh, the dedication it takes because it's a different man. You you you're wearing a lot of equipment, mm-hmm. very athletic. Be doing that on skates, man. I had a hard time just running the football equipment, <laughs> let alone skate. <laughs> yeah. Tell us your background, brother. Um, so I mean, I started skating when I was like two, and then uh, kind of got into organized hockey around four, and then just you know like 
was playing it winter, summer, like all the time growing up. Uh, and then once I got to uh, to high school, the 11th grade, I went to a prep school called Rice Memorial in Vermont mm-hmm. uh, just to kind of like get seen more because I knew I wanted to go to the college route. So then played two years there, played a year in mm-hmm. Alberta in a junior league, and then mm-hmm. got kind of scouted by the USHL. So then came up here for uh, for camp and, you know, lucky enough, made the team last year and came back again and it's been it's been awesome it's been an awesome journey getting here and i'm really happy i'm here he he left out in in a pretty important part he he (sighs) was uh he was drafted by the youngstown phantoms oh wow and so when when i got the job here um nick fabrizio our general manager and and billy puglisi our director of scouting and i were looking to trade one of the guys that we had on the team and uh and got into some conversation with Youngstown and uh and ended up acquiring Mason via trade at the oh, beginning wow. of last season. So he's uh he's only played for one team in the yeah. USHL but he's been property of two. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, traded, uh, traded from Youngstown. Traded from Youngstown. Before I even went there. Because hockey's kind of a big deal in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like saying Nebraska sports are a big deal here in Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Canada. And nobody Canada. likes Youngstown anyway, so. Easy <laughs> now. Easy. <laughs> I don't know if your listeners know. My listeners on my show probably know, but I don't know if your listeners know that I'm from Youngstown, Ohio. So. Raph is going to have a, a microphone wrapped around his neck from a bunch of Youngstown people waiting for him outside. What'd you say about Youngstown again, kid? I was going to say, that's not exactly the town you want to be no, no. I, I question myself. I know some I people there. Rob likes it. Rob loves to poke the bear, and sometimes the bear pokes back. <laughs> How'd you get that black eye on Monday? Well, the stars are ready for the playoffs. Oh, it won't be me. I'll be at work. <laughs> It'll be all the other Youngstown folks. There's a few places I would not mess around. Philly being one of them. We're talking about Philly. Youngstown being another. Pittsburgh, etc. But Youngstown is like, you had a person from Youngstown, they start bleeding. That's like, that's the beginning of the fight. It's like, that's the way I like it. <laughs> I, I, uh, you know, growing up in Youngstown, obviously, uh, my my dad and my uncles and and all those guys, they uh, they taught me the ropes to, oh, sure. to say the least. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, uh, it's it's different growing up there than anywhere else. I, I would suspect. Very close with Nick too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I Big time that. family family environment, but. Uh, you know, Mace, I'm sure, will tell you that, that he's very happy that he's got to spend his junior career here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Absolutely. Yeah. My mom was actually a little scared of me going to Youngstown. <laughs> She's like, you better be careful. I was like, it's all right. Wear your equipment all day. <laughs> exactly. Tell me, tell me some more, because first of all, Chase B is a huge fan. Chase B, big shout out to, uh, to Chase B. Loves you guys. I love the team. He goes, already got a day off. Can't wait for Wednesday. <laughs> I love it. That's a huge game, obviously. We've had some really good games with Tri-City this year. They're playing good hockey right now. And uh, and that game, you know, that can swing our, our uh, standings big time. So we're not looking forward to uh, or looking past them to the Waterloo weekend. We know how important that is, but mm-hmm. we've got to take care of business on Wednesday first. You know, uh, two questions for you guys. What what made this team different? Mason, why was this team different this year? And, Coach, I want to ask you that next. What was different about this year's team? Um, I think just from the get-go, we had – like, we knew we had a lot of talent, but we had guys that just, like, kind of bought into, you know, what, what Coach Rock was saying and mm-hmm. just kind of trusting our process. And we were just getting a little bit better every single day. And, I mean, we've been with each other for, what, six, seven months now. And yeah. we're, so, we're so, like, tight. We're willing to do everything for each other. So, I think – 
We just have a really good culture around our room. Mm. Coach, when Mason speaks about that culture, you coach in a sport in the Midwest, which is not as, as different, I would assume, to Amarillo, where you were before. You know, you're in Texas. Philly, I could see, you know, a lot more uh, uh, people know about and understand hockey. But coming to Nebraska, you know, the middle of the United States, uh, Lincoln Stars been around for a while. You know, you have a, a rabbit, very rabid fan, fan base that loves their uh, loves their hockey. Why did you choose here? The, the Lincoln Stars were the mecca of junior hockey for a mm. long time. When when I was a kid, um, you know this this team started in '96. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, like if you want, if you were gonna play junior hockey at the highest level, which the USHL is, if you were gonna coach at this level, there's nobody that wouldn't want mm-hmm. to to do it in Lincoln, Nebraska for the Lincoln Stars. So uh, I was very fortunate. Um, our, our owner here now, uh, Alberto Fernandez, bought the team from Ryan Schiff two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was my owner in Amarillo. Oh, wow. And he bought the team midway through my, uh, my tenure as the head coach in Amarillo. Mm-hmm. And then he came to me uh and and said hey i'm i'm buying the stars and and we're doing this we're moving the bulls to mason city iowa mm-hmm. and i'm buying the stars and and i'm like okay well i i gotta tell my wife i'm moving to mason city iowa mm-hmm. and he says no you're moving to lincoln nebraska <laughs> so um i was excited about that you know for for all those reasons the the history and and the guys that came before me, the Steve Johnsons, and and guys that whose names are in the rafters now at the right. icebox, right. and and so things were on a downturn here for for a while with the Stars. It uh, was. They hadn't made back to back playoff trips since uh, 2010, I believe. So oh, wow. uh, you know, for us, everybody's really excited about being in the playoffs. We're really excited about being in the playoffs, mm-hmm. but our goal is not the playoffs. Our right. expectation is the playoffs. That's right. We're like trying that. we're trying to win a Clark Cup every year and, and so I think last year's team did a great job of putting the stars back on the map, making uh making the, the brand really visible again in the community and, uh-huh. and generating a lot of that momentum. You're seeing it with our crowds right now. Our 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 fan base has grown, our our average attendance is up over three thousand a night, our corporate mm. sponsorships are up. Our support for the, the the team is up, but we're doing a ton to give back to the community. Yeah. And and I'm sitting in here. I feel like this is my second home. Like I I can't. <laughs> DP is unbelievable with yeah. his unwavering support of of everything athletics in this yeah. community. And uh, he and I met last year, and and he's like, "Yo, let's do this. Let mm. I want I want to support you guys just the way I support Husker athletics." Right. And uh, and this has been a huge component of our success. So, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where you want to be a part of of something special. Yeah. And and this Lincoln Stars organization and this community is pretty darn special. You know it is. And again, like you mentioned, um, Coach, shout out to DP because when you guys are you're here all the time, the evenings when you come on, um, that just only grew your fan base. You know, because you guys, the Lincoln Stars got a huge fan base, and it's been loyal for a long time. In fact, Chase B, Joe B, right here, Coach and May says I'll be taking an extended lunch sitting next to Chase on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's good timing. The game's at eleven. If you sneak out an hour before lunch, you can have the whole game and and, yep. and be back. Be and back your boss to I won't know the difference. <laughs> Coach, what would you say? Because you know, Mason mentioned that you guys body and the culture. That culture piece. A lot of people talk culture, 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 but you have to have it. 
You have to have it. How so did you establish it? It's, you know, a lot of times it's just buzzwords. And, mm-hmm. and it's not actual. There's nothing behind it. And, right. And for you to have success as a coach, it's... I'm not I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I'm I'm smart enough to know that I've learned from guys smarter than me in the 18 mm. years I've been coaching. But a good culture starts with your coaching staff. You lay that foundation mm. and then your players have to to make it come alive. Mm. They take responsibility and accountability for it and they decide and I tell them this from day 1 either you're going to decide every day that your culture matters enough to fight for it. Yeah. Or, or it doesn't matter enough, and you're not going to make it a priority. Mm-hmm. And, and even with the te- the best teams, they still have to fight for it every day. And, yeah. and you're still going to hit that adversity. You're going to have some tough spots, and then you're going to be able to lean on that. And, and for us, it's it's the players holding each other to the standard of expectations during practice, in the weight room, on the ice, doing things the right way all the time. Mm-hmm. Accountability, discipline, attention to detail, structure. And and then when they do waver a little bit, now coaches got to step in and be like, "Hey guys, uh, uh-uh. uh, we're we're off the tracks a little bit. Let's put it back on. Let's get to work again." But if they don't embrace it, if they're not willing to hold each other to that standard every day, which means uncomfortable conversations, mm. which means sometimes you're not going to like each other, and mm-hmm. and that's a that's a family in there. You fight right. with your family all the time, that's but right. you got your family's back. That's right. And so. Our guys have have really taken hold of that. I thought we had excellent leadership last year with Dalton Norris as our captain, Joe LeMay, um, Aiden Thompson, and and then Mace was able to learn from those guys, and mm-hmm. and Doug Grimes was able to learn from those guys. Antonio Fernandez, those are three returning guys that are wearing letters for us this year. Boston Buckberger came in; uh, he was our first round phase two draft pick out of uh, out of uh, Brooks, Alberta, and. He came in, and, and he's an incredible leader. So these guys got to learn from last year's group the good things, the bad things, what we can improve on. And I'm hoping that next year's crop of leaders is learning right now from these guys. And mm-hmm. that tradition, that expectation, that culture, it doesn't move on when your leaders move on. Mm-hmm. It stays in the room, and, and guys take pride in it. And so when the next group of rookies comes in, those those guys that step up and become leaders are going to go. Hey, this is how it's done here. Mm-hmm. This is what Lincoln Stars hockey is, and this is how you're going to behave if you're going to be a part of something special. I like the part you talked about expectations because it reminds me of the days where under uh, Coach Osborne, and you mentioned the coaching staff. There was expectations that were set very early on. I mean, from the first time you set foot on that campus in that locker room, that facility. And the older ones, like you mentioned, your older players, like you're doing right now, makes you're teaching those younger ones, whoa, 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 whoa. No, that's not how we practice here for the Lincoln Stars. There's an expectation that's there. Like you mentioned, getting to the playoffs, that's not a goal. That's the expectation. I mean, you, you expect to be there. Mm-hmm. You, know, you expect to win, you know, year in and year out. Coach, I would say this, you know, when you guys go about it, I'm going to let you go uh, next after this. It's always been intriguing to me real fast, man. When you recruit players, when you're looking at players, who's your – because you mentioned you're your director of, uh, your director of uh, uh, player scout, of scouting. How crucial is that to keep a program going? So we have in, – in this organization, we have a general manager whose main, main job is, is overseeing our player uh, recruitment process. Uh, Nick Fabrizio, he does a great job. Like He's on name. the road. Yeah, he's another awesome. Italian guy. We get along just fine. Um, he lives in Chicago, of course. So, uh, but he's on the road almost every weekend, and oh, wow. and uh, you know we have two phases of our draft. So you draft phase one, which is your 16 year olds. So this year it's 2007 birth years. 
and then phase two is any eligible junior player in the world. Like, we're not talking about you got to go recruit some high schools. Like, we're talking the world. The world. So being prepared for a draft like that is an enormous task. It's a full-time job in itself. And so Nick is on the road. We have uh, six or seven regional scouts throughout the uh, North America. We've got some guys in Europe that are tossing us names. You're talking to NHL scouts. You're talking to college coaches. You're talking to agents. Just doing everything you can to acquire as much information as you can. We've now... We've advanced to the point where we have software where I can type any kid in the world's name into my my analytics software and their shifts will come up. I can mm-hmm. watch those guys play um, and give us an idea of, of what these players really are. But then you've got to do your legwork mm-hmm. and, and you gotta find out is he a good kid, is he gonna fit in, is he you know, is he a good teammate, how's he gonna you know how's he gonna fit with his with his billet mm-hmm. family, all these things. So um, there's a lot that goes into it that that maybe our our fans don't really right. realize. Uh, all they see is the finished product of those 23 guys when they hop on the ice for our home opener. But the the work doesn't stop. It's a it's a 12 month year job. Hmm. So Mason, I got to ask you. You're leading the team in scoring this year. What does your future look like? Where, like, mm-hmm. if you could envision yourself in the next five or six years. Um, well, next year, I'm committed to go to Quinnipiac University in Connecticut, so I'll go there next year, and I probably see myself playing out all four years before I go anywhere. I think I'm, I mean, I guess that's probably too late to be called a late bloomer, but I think I'm going to need those years to kind of grow and get bigger because I'm an undersized guy. Um, and then hopefully after those four years, be able to sign somewhere, whether it's the AHL or the East Coast or NHL, um, whichever team, and then just you know, kind of build my way up the ranks, but I still think I got a lot more work to go. Awesome. I love it. Love it. Love it. That's cool. Mason, this is another one, man. I got to ask you. This then makes me like a foolish question for those who know a lot about the game. How much when you have all your equipment on? How much, how much more weight is that for you, bro? <laughs> he he's probably embracing every pound that he can get when he puts his gear on. Got some uh, bricks in there too. Yeah, you might. <laughs> Add a couple pounds, especially when when Central NHL Central Scouting yeah. showed up. Throw a couple <laughs> couple bricks in the back yeah, of his exactly. pants. How'd Mason get to 180 pounds? What's going on here? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've never really thought of it that way, but I guess it does. Uh, I don't even know how much weight it would be, like five, ten pounds. But here's what I'll tell you: it probably added a lot more weight when I was playing when, <laughs> than it does now because the way the gear is advanced. Yeah. Um, everything is is uh, it's so light now, and I mean these guys shin pads, elbow pads, shoulder pads, uh, your your pants, like that stuff combined. If you get to seven or eight pounds mm-hmm. i'd be surprised your skates oh wow your skates right now are are the the lightest they've ever been yeah right the sticks are the lightest lighter. they've ever been wow. um of course those sticks break all too frequently now and they're not <laughs> yeah. cheap so uh what thanks does stick go, what does what does what does uh stick go for now if you're if you're a regular joe walking into the store it's probably close to 300 bucks Ooh. Yeah. For us, our our guys are you know using custom sticks at a hundred and twenty five bucks a piece, but that's because we have a direct line direct, to direct to, line. to the to yeah. the distributor. But yeah, you're talking. I mean, and these guys are going through a dozen yeah. or more sticks a year. I already broke twelve this year. Are you broke twelve? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I got a question for you. Um, late stage of the season here. Uh, what's rehab? I mean, bumps, bruises. <laughs> how, how, what's your 
what's your go to every day to just make sure you're you're in mm. you're in good shape to, to play every weekend? Um, I mean, I'm always hanging out. We got like the best trainer in the world. His name's uh, Corey Courtney. Mm-hmm. So I'm always hanging out in our trainer's room, and he's. I got really tight hips, so he's always working on my hips. Mm-hmm. Um, but just being up there, and he knows everything. Like he tells us when to like get in the ice bath, or I mean, like he tells us get our shakes and everything. So uh, he's the best. But like you said, it is a really, really long season. So yes. there's some guys that have lingering injuries through the whole year. But just Corey's the best. He's so good with dealing with everything. Corey has been uh, with the Stars for over 20 years. Oh, wow. And he started his he started his career in Dubuque, which is where he's originally from. Mm-hmm. And I think he did two or three years in Dubuque, and he's 22 or 23 years in, in Lincoln, so almost since the inception. Um, and and he works at the, the orthopedic center as well, and, and uh, um, he's been he's, – he's unbelievable for us. Between, oh, wow. between what he does for the guys with the, the athletic training, he's also our equipment manager – so oh, he's taking lot, care of hatch. all of he's, yeah. he's taking care of all of our equipment and, and doing all that stuff as well and um, he's uh, you know he's such a pro he's easy to, to to manage from my perspective I don't I don't even have to worry about him I know the job's done and I know he's taking care of the guys well and um, you know they're they're doing uh, they're doing their uh, their ice baths and and their rehab and and all that stuff but we're also over at Lotus doing yoga once a week. Oh yeah, which is really important. Awesome, I think awesome. it's awesome. Yes. So you know, there's there's a lot of time spent on on their recovery and their their physical development. Even now, we're into you know going into April, we're still lifting a couple times a week, making sure guys mm-hmm. are staying strong. It's easy to lose weight, you know, during the oh, course yeah. of a season, Absolutely. right? Um, so we have to make sure the guys are maintaining their weight and building their strength. If you're if you're only adding adding strength in the off season in in a hockey season it's tough because mm-hmm. you've got a nine month season so right. we have to we have to make it a focal point to continue with with guys at this age 17 to 20 they're in their prime development years yeah. for uh for their bodies so we're we're doing everything we can to help them develop on and off the ice i love it i love it well i tell you what fellas we can't tell you how much we appreciate you being here with what's on the show uh, 11 o'clock wednesday 11 o'clock Wednesday, yes. And you know what? Our guys all probably appreciate you having us on the show because I bumped everything back 30 minutes this yeah. morning. So <laughs> everyone got an extra half hour of sleep except for Mason. Who had to be here, so. Mason looked like not everybody, Coach. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of driving, do you guys bust every away game or do you guys fly any or all bus? Uh, everything is a bus. We and, and this year, now we're going back to the cross-conference schedule next year. Um, but this year is everything was in division or in the Western Conference. So our longest trip is Fargo, which is about a seven-hour trip. We Can you do imagine that, that Raph, seven hours in a car? That <laughs> one, dude, that is nothing. Where I was coaching in Amarillo, seven might have been my shortest trip. Because oh, Texas wow. is so freaking big. Yeah, and we were going to Shreveport, Louisiana. Oh, we were going to Topeka, gosh. Kansas. We were going to Blaine, Minnesota. Our long trip is at the beginning of the year this year. We have the, uh, the USHL Showcase in Pittsburgh. So we did the bus trip to Pittsburgh at the beginning of the year. That was a long trip. That now we had a sleeper bus, so everybody works. has a everybody yeah. has a bed. Oh yeah. Um. So that it's not cool. too bad. Yeah. yeah. It was it was really fun actually because we're all like still getting to know each other. So yeah. There's like a TV in the back, so we set up the Xbox for you there know you like go. playing shell, playing Madden, and then I mean the guys are just getting to know each other. So it's it's actually a really good trip. I, I think. love that. See, my parents are my family's from Pittsburgh. 
So we make that trip. We didn't have any sleepers. We had a Clark Griswold <laughs> wagon, and we counted we counted trucks, man, semis <laughs> with different license plate numbers because there was no video. Remember those days, Coach? I'm I'm, I'm older than you guys. All here, but, too well. But I mean, there was you know those days. There was no Xbox, no cell phones. No, nah, man, you just counted cars. <laughs> we had uh, we had the old station wagon. Yep. And we used to go from Youngstown, Ohio, down to uh, down to Florida for vacation. Oh man. And my mom would be like, "Hey, here." Take a little bit of this uh, this this juice. You'll like it. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're just dosing us with Dimetab, so we'll fall asleep in the document. They got beds laid out. No, nobody's got a seatbelt on, no, right? No. Like the, the, the station wagons laid out. There's beds for me and my three Yo. sisters. My dad's ripping it through in the middle of the night, eating his Twizzlers. Like, man, how life has changed. It's changed. We are, one of our station wagons, the back seat was actually facing the traffic. I mean, you think about that now. No seatbelts. No, not They no, put nothing. us in the window to sleep sometimes man we, it was just crazy so i hear about sleeper sleeper bus it's just like yeah I lucked oh out. it's pretty good man. life is good <laughs> life's good life is good hey you sleeping in the back window <laughs> yeah because i was the youngest out of six man can you imagine the smell in those station wagons after about eight hours in a car 12 hours in a car it got pretty old man but congrats to you guys uh big big game for you on wednesday uh mm-hmm. take care of business uh, I know there'll be a lot of kids there. A lot of adults taking extended lunches, though, as well. So I know Coach Rock, you appreciate that as we well. We appreciate our fans so much, and, and I make sure to say that all the time. But the support we get from, from our fan base and from the community is fantastic. And, and if you haven't been out to a Stars game, you're missing out. The, we're fun to watch. It's fast-paced. We played Omaha last week. We beat them 5-1. There was three mm-hmm. fights in the third period, oh, 3,500 so fans. Omaha. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, okay. if, if, if one thing's never going to change, it's that we hate the Lancers. And I didn't understand that when I got here. I figured it out pretty quickly. When there's when there's urinal cakes in the in the bathrooms at the icebox with the Lancers logo on it, I'm like, all right, clearly we don't like these guys. So since we're in the same state, you don't root for the Lancers when they're playing other teams. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Unless they're playing maybe Waterloo or yeah. then, you know, if they want to beat those teams ahead of us. Standings for you guys, I understand uh-huh. it, but any other time, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure out this whole Creighton, Nebraska thing, you know. Mm. Uh. Hey, Chase yeah. B says 176 penalty minutes. <laughs> Talking about, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that game, game on, on Saturday. <laughs> that game was fun. Oh, man. Folks, we appreciate you for coming by, Coach, and uh, Mason, man, best of luck to you guys. Uh, finish taking care of business, like you said. It's not the goal, but the expectation. I love that, and that's why that mentality is program has been so successful in your watch coach so kudos to you uh kudos to you mason rest of your teammates and good luck on wednesday man i'm throwing it Thank out you. here right now if you guys win the clark cup bring it in we're drinking beer out of it <laughs> <laughs> we win that clark cup i'll be right here with that thing don't you worry i love it <laughs> thanks guys we appreciate Thank you, you having yeah, us on. Right. awesome thank you all right this is the drive 93.7 the ticket we'll be right back